Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, this week's episode is brought to you by Pizza Trocadero. For my money, the best pizza you can eat in Guelph, Ontario. A proud, independent family business run by a punk rocker, Trocadero only uses a rich array of fresh ingredients cut by hand and homemade dough made daily, all baked to perfection inside of a stone oven. It's gourmet panzerotti, calzones, wings, salads, garlic bread, breadsticks, and oh man, the pizza. Personally, I like the gourmet de Mateo with goat cheese, artichoke, roasted red pepper, mushrooms. I sub out the turkey breast for eggplant, but that's just me. I wash all that down with a brio. Man, it's unbelievable. I'm getting hungry just talking about this. Call Pizza Trocadero at 519-829-2444. They deliver... Or you can visit them at 7 Municipal Street in Guelph and online at trocadero.ca. That's T-R-O-K-A-D-E-R-O.ca. That's Pizza Trocadero, a place of the good trade. Hello there, you who listens to this show. Thanks for doing that. If you live in Toronto or can get to the city easily enough, I urge you to please consider attending one or possibly even both of the live tapings we're doing for the show this week. The first taping is part of Spur Festival, a national festival of politics, art, and ideas. We're doing a long night with Vish Khanna talk show with special guests Hadani Ditmars, a noted journalist and the author of Dancing in the No-Fly Zone, A Woman's Journey Through Iraq, Dr. Karis Mazzarella, an emergency physician at St. Joseph's Healthcare Hamilton and the lead physician for the Transgender Care Program at Quest Community Health Center in St. Catharines, and Omar Musa, a celebrated Malaysian-Australian rapper, poet, and the author of the acclaimed novel Here Come the Dogs. This taping takes place on Friday, April 8th at 8 p.m., at the Transac, located at 292 Brunswick Avenue in Toronto. Then, the next night, there's a live Creative Control episode featuring a conversation with CBC Radio's Pia Chattopadhyay and Nathan Lore of the Minotaurs, who celebrate the release of their new album, Weird Waves, by playing a set right after our talk. The, the taping begins at 8 p.m. at the Drake Underground, located at 1150 Queen Street West 
in Toronto. Now, I don't want to put any pressure on you, but if these shows go well and people come out for them, then I get to do more of these shows and then I can feed my family. So please, for the love of God, come see me talk to people on April 8th and April 9th in Toronto. Thank you. I love you. Creative Control with Vish Cupcake Duct Tape is a very cool noise-infused pop band consisting of Steph Yates, who also plays in the band Esther Gray, and a folk-oriented singer and songwriter named Alana Gurr. Based in Guelph, Ontario, Cupcake Duct Tape have become local favorites on the strength of their live show and their 2015 EP, Get Over It. They're playing a show at Kazoo Fest in Guelph on Thursday, April 7th, and here now for a chat about it are Steph Yates and Alana Gurr. Uh, hi, Alana. How are you? Well, thanks. Nice to have you here. Thanks for having us. And Steph, how are you? I'm okay. Now, you're not okay. You have a little thing. I, I have a little thing. I have the thing, too. Mm-hmm. Like a chest. Is it a chest cold? Yeah. That's bad. I know. We need to uh, extract all of the mucus and stuff from our lungs so that it doesn't develop into pneumonia or like something. during the show right now, we should do this? Yes. Yeah. Some kind of surgical procedure? Mm-hmm. It's like an exorcism of phlegm. <laughs> How long have you had your thing? Uh, I th- I'm on day eight. Eight? Yeah. Oh, man. And mine since, uh, when was the last time I was in, I think I got it, I, I helped put together this long winter festival, which you've played, right? right? Yeah. And I did, we did two in a row. So what was that? March 18th and 19th or something. So the 20th, I've been sick since March 20th. Oh, my gosh. So I'm sick. Wow. It's annoying. I don't yeah. know what day that is. It's a lot of days. Yeah, that's a lot. Now, Lana, are you ill in any way? Are you sick? I've been thinking about it, but I'm not sick yet. You've been you've been contemplating yes. being sick? Everyone else is sick, you know. Is no, it, I've got like a... So I think it's just a change in temperature that's got everyone. The radical changes in temperature. Yes. It's hot. It's cold. It's so snowy, and we were all late because of the weather today. We're, we're here at, uh, today at CFRU which is nice, and the weather was awful. I don't know, if did you have any close calls getting here? No, everyone was just driving very slow. Right, right. My nuts were huge. Yeah. Are you used to driving slow? I'm a fast driver. I'm I'd, a fast driver. Like super fast? Yeah, we drove. <laughs> I would not peg you as, as being a, a fast uh, driver for some reason. Like, are you an aggressive driver? She's a champ. She <laughs> drove a 13-hour shift. Was it 13? Yeah, it was long. Straight, you know, yeah. through New Brunswick and, and Quebec. She she's Driving's great. She's I a great it. driver. I, I do that, too. When I go to Sappy Fest, mm-hmm. yeah. I'll drive the full 18 hours back. Yeah. I like driving. You and I should start, like, a, a rigging company. Okay. And All then right. we just drive around. I love just, like, having three coffees in a row. Yeah. And seeing... My favorite is when you leave Montreal and you're going towards Sackville where my car needs gas is right where the covered bridge chip factory is. Oh, yeah, that's right. So I always get to stop there and get chips, <laughs> and I keep going. Yeah. They have a, an, I don't know if it's new, but do you know, have you ever had chips at that place before? I, I'm trying to think. I know of the place, but I don't think I've stopped for the chips. At the gas stations around there, they had a 
a big jumbo bag called um, Storm Chips. Yeah, and it Storm was Storm Chips. It was a mixture of all their flavors. Like they, as if you just took all their fl- bags of all the different flavors and poured them into one. So there's that's a thing now. There's oh. a lot of people doing. There's a there's a but there's the Chicago style popcorn, which is the right. cheese. And the okay, sweet. good point. Yeah. So I think people are because we live in this culture where. You know, it's the internet, and we don't have any musical orthodoxy anymore. Everyone just listens to everything. Yeah. People are just like, screw all boundaries of any kind. We're going to put all our popcorn in one bag and just eat it as yeah. if it's normal Yeah, well, and also natural. I think people don't want to have to choose either. That's we what it is. We have choice anxiety because there are so many choices. So if you just put them all into one, oh, yeah. probably it relieves anxiety. That's a, This is an interesting segue because I was thinking about the elemental aspects of your band and the things you bring together. Mm. Now, you two, uh, the last time you were on the show, Steph, which was a great, I had a really good time the last oh, time you were good, on the show, yeah. we were talking about your band, Esther Gray. Uh-huh. And Alana, you haven't been on the program before, but I know your music. You, you, you sort of, you're from Guelph, you're from kind of the music and, and arts community, but you're kind of from different worlds in terms of what you do. Is that fair to say? Would you say that, Alana? Kind of. I guess it's strange because we've actually, our two bands, our own bands, have never played a show together, I don't think. Except the workshop at Hillside. Yeah. With Bry one year. Oh, oh yes. okay. Yeah. Okay. So you've only shared the stage in that formation. I mean, like, you two, but, but I mean, the other thing is, I was thinking about cupcake and duct tape. I was thinking about champagne and birthday. And is that a thing? Is that a thing that people have? It's a thing. Yeah. But but our song isn't, it's not really, it doesn't need to be the, the proper thing. I think our song's about like just having champagne on your birthday in excess. Mm-hmm. But a champagne birthday is, um, you know, the day of the month that you're born. Uh-huh. It's when you turn that age. So mine, because I was, I was born March 15th, my champagne birthday would have been my 15th birthday. Oh, I see. I didn't know That's that. That's the technical thing of what mm-hmm. a, a champagne birthday is. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, now you know. I just didn't know. I, why is that a thing? Why is that? What if you're eight? Exactly. I was nine. Did you have champagne on your ninth birthday? I did not, know. Okay. I had a water balloon fight. That was it. <laughs> Were the water balloons filled with champagne? Yes. Nice. <laughs> I was born on the 15th as well, December oh. 15th, so we both would have gotten what are you supposed to get smashed on champagne is that the deal uh like you're supposed to celebrate yeah okay so those two that's a thing that you that's not really a thing you guys brought together but this notion of cupcake and duct tape i find intriguing you've got the sweetness you've got the gritty utilitarian tape i don't normally overanalyze a a band's name (laughs) but i was just thinking about the things that you're bringing together is there some is there actually some aesthetic meaning behind the idea of bringing those two elements together to as, as does that say something about you two and Gosh. the band well i hate to disappoint you but there there actually is cupcake duct tape what what does yeah. that mean there's um there's you know duct tape brand duct tape that is patterned with cupcakes oh of course right yeah you get, i've seen camouflage duct tape i've right, seen they right. make they, they they're okay i see what's yeah. happening yeah, so, so we, there's we nothing. There's no meaning behind well, it. We liked the way that it was a bit of a tongue twister. Right. But yeah. otherwise, I don't think we thought it like represented the two of us. But we liked. I don't know. I feel like playful. we should we should, we take, should take some take, credit okay. for for <laughs> you know you know. Sometimes you know you need someone to walk around and pluck something out of the sure. ether, and and so we we did that. We plucked the. 
the duct tape out. It has a nice, like when I, I like saying cupcake duct tape, like it, it just rolls off the tongue in an interesting way. You do it well. Often people can't pronounce oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. they but, stutter. They say cup, cup. One of the common thing is cuck cake. Cuck cake. They're like cuck cake, uh, cupcake duct uh, tape. Oh, interesting. Like, yeah. You're messing with people's pronunciation in a way. Mm-hmm. Was that a thing that you wanted to do? Yes, we we enjoy that <laughs> people can't say, say it. Mm-hmm. You actually, I mean, you're in a band called Esther Gray, which is confusing enough. People wonder if you're... I actually once even did it on stage by accident. That's right. And I knew you very well at that point. It was just a in-the-moment tongue twister. And so do you, you like the enigma of messing with people with your, with your monikers? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a playful aspect of being in a band. Okay. All right. Well, that's, it's nice. And, and, and to me, it's a very punk rock name. Cupcake Duct Tape. Mm-hmm. Am I, am I, is that, is that true? Like, we, we're, uh, we invented our genre, which is sparkle punk. Sparkle punk. Yeah, so there you, you invented a genre. Yeah. There's something going on where you, that you've taken on the responsibility of making <laughs> your own kind of aesthetic <laughs> world, right? Yes. <laughs> and the songs are very short. Uh, they're, they all seem very funny. Now, forgive me if you don't think they're funny. <laughs> But you're you're clearly in the songwriting. Are you working on the songwriting together? Yes, yeah. wholly. Wholly, yeah. right? So, is am I right? Like you're one of the elements is humor. Yeah, it's definitely meant to be playful, um, but we do take it from a bit of theme of like, okay, what's like something we want to write about and then make it fun, kind of. Or sometimes. Yeah, sometimes we make decisions. Like just if something is really hilarious to us, then we that becomes the that motivates us to go a certain way. Um, yeah. There's a song on the EP called "Whose Hair." Yeah. It's very funny. Thanks. And does it stem from a? Can you explain the song a little bit to people and and maybe if I I'm when I hear it I'm like oh this is a thing that must have happened. Right. It's sort of comes from two sides we we've both work, worked in the service industry so mm. we've talked we were talking about how tough it is to deal with really entitled customers who are always complaining and so demanding but by this you know on the other side we were talking also about the things that really gross us out when we right. when we are the customer right. and we go to our mm. restaurant and so we just sort of like you know inflamed it all like mm. just made it this really uh yeah, this volatile reaction to, you know, I guess we took the the stance of the dissatisfied customer coming sure. and finding a, seeing a mouse run under your table and being so, uh, you know, indignant, disgusted. Yeah. yeah, but you take it one element further in the song in that it becomes a revenge fantasy. Yes. <laughs> I believe, I'll paraphrase and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the lyric is, whose hair is this in my soup, is it? Salad. Salad. I'm going to come to your house and puke? Yes. <laughs> so that is, that is really, that's taking something and blowing it way out of proportion on some level. Is but <laughs> that's true. I'm going to come to your house and puke is an interesting threat. <laughs> and I don't know where this comes from. Are you into revenge generally? Do you have, do you want to get back at people when you are wronged? I think that working in the service industry, people walk all over you and so there are like the tiniest little ways of feeling powerful when you're right. when you're a server and you have to do stuff that other people tell you to do all the time so i don't know yeah maybe there maybe 
Maybe I'm into it. I don't know. You, you, I don't think of myself as vengeful, but I have, I, I don't, I don't appreciate, you know, being spoken to really disrespectfully. Sure. I feel like when you work, you should be able to feel, you know, comfortable and, and uh, like a person. No, that's fair. Yeah. That's totally fair. But would you take it to the next level and get back at someone <laughs> by going to their home and puking? Now, I'm only asking out of concern because you're both in front of me right now. And I'm worried that if I make a wrong move now, I might be Watch in, your back. in yeah, some trouble. Sh- All right. Now, because you are both very volatile personalities, clearly, and uh, unhinged on some level. Mm-hmm. I'm curious where you met, why there's an affinity between you. Uh, Steph, do you remember how you first encountered Alana? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, I was at um, a festival in Forest, Ontario called the Homemade Jam Festival. Mm-hmm. Esther Gray was playing there. and I feel like I remember that mm-hmm. being listed somewhere. Right. You got mm-hmm. to play a homemade jam festival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not a jam band fe- festival. <laughs> it's like preserves. Preserves. But I think they were like playing hmm. off on that word a little. Right. I think right. that was the idea. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and Alana's <laughs> told me recently that she's like, oh, yeah, you were wearing that sombrero. <laughs> I had a straw hat at the time that had just become really curled. I remember that straw hat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, so we met. Did Benong introduce us? Was he there? I thought he, Benong introduced us. I think he did because I had he had booked me for a show and I had met him and then I was at the time not living in Guelph yet. I was. She was just gonna move back to Guelph. Yeah. So a mutual friend was like, um, "Oh, you two should meet. You mm-hmm. know, you'll both be in Guelph." Yeah. Oh, okay. Is that it? I think so. I'm pretty sure. Oh, and so you didn't meet in Guelph. You met in Forest, but you were you you were in Guelph by then. Yeah, I was there. Okay. And Steph, then, uh, yeah. then I uh, got her a job. Yeah. <laughs> and I, then when I came back, you were doing house shows, so I'd come right. to a few of the and you played one labs yeah. shows and got to meet some people in, in town. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she got me a job. What was the job? job. At a, a cafe at Artisanal. Artisanal yeah. Cafe. Um, and then we started playing. We were the... The, the rhythm section for Scott Haynes's band, Shopkeeper. That's Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so yeah. me on drums, Alana on bass, whenever Scott went to the washroom, we were left to our own devices. And really, that's how Cupcake Duct Tape was born. Oh, I, We were messing around. He hated it. He, he hated would, being out of the room and not being a part of... <laughs> he would come back in and, you know, we were writing... We were writing... Start, the, the few of these songs, like, came out of... Those oh. quick moments during Scott's washroom D- break. Depending how long he spent in the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. That's why the songs are so That's short. That's why the songs are so short. <laughs> he was mostly peeing. Let's just be fair. <laughs> From the, what it sounds like, you only had about a minute or so. Okay. So that's interesting. And, and the configuration is bass and drums, mm-hmm. which, uh, well, reminds me of the Inbreds. Yeah. Do you remember that band? Mm-hmm. They keep coming up on the show. They just came hmm. up on the most recent episode with Mauno as well. But uh, that's an interesting uh, combo. Uh, how challenging is it? And, and so to, to be clear, Alana, you're playing bass. Yes. You're playing drums. And Alana's primarily singing, right? Yeah. Well, you're, we both sing, but she, she does take the lead. Takes on the singing. lead, yeah. yeah. So w- what's it like for you to just be... The, that's kind of lonely to just be the lead player, really, in a sense, and you're just playing bass. Yeah. I, 
Well, bass is somewhat of a new instrument for me. Like, I just started playing so that I could be in Shopkeeper. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so I don't feel like I really play it as a traditional bass. It's more just playing melodies of what we're singing. You're playing like it's a guitar. Kind of. Like, I'm in our kind of punkier songs, like Who's Hair, I'm doing the fingering of a normal bass sure, player. But, sure, sure. Um, it definitely was a big push out of my comfort zone to, um, like, to to yell or to sing in this kind of braggier voice than normal. So that was a big Elena's got a hurdle. really beautiful croon, crooning voice. So well, we that, had to kind of shake her out of it and say, you're an, a no good little rotten kid. You gotta, <laughs> that's how you gotta, yeah. you know. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. It does sound like a, there's a, Again, forgive me if I'm borderline insulting. Well, I've already said you're funny, which that can be... I, you could have been like, hey, well, I'm a clown to you. I'm not yeah. funny. But there's a petulance, too. There's a kind yeah, of sure. like bratty nature to the band. Yeah, that's what we want. You want to be bratty. We do. Do you feel like you don't have an outlet to be bratty otherwise in your other realms? Like, I know you're in other bands. Alana's your band, is, or your music on your own, I'd say, is a bit more accessible. It seems to be striving for that a little bit more, right? Like you're going for... Yeah, I would say so. It's more of like something that we take... All of Everyone, all the people that are playing with me um, do it somewhat professionally and 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 like to have a practiced and like solid yeah. um, thing. So this was more... This was more just kind of like for us to have fun and and it was e- like to explore the instrument and also just like the songwriting and blowing off some steam. Yeah. Well, you're in a in your projects. Well, how many bands are you in right now? You're in Esther Gray. Yeah. Um. It's like a I'm in a handful, but a, uh, quite a few of them are like not very active right, right now. So I'd say Cupcake Duct Tape and Esther Gray are are like the two, they're, they're the busiest. Now, I, and I, I hesitated to call Alana's music more serious than Cupcake Duct Tape, but there is this formal aspect to it, yeah. I would say. Do you find that Esther Gray is your serious project, Steph? Because um, it has, yeah, a, it has some mean, irreverence as well. Yeah, I think it's... Um, yeah, it, I guess I come... I, I, comes from a more serious place but it's it's uh yeah it's i don't know that's an interesting question um i do think of cupcake duct tape in really diff in a different way and i um when we're when we're writing or working on things when we're making decisions for this band um it i i'm like making them from a different place than i am uh, no you know not so different like i tend to be up for up for stuff i'm up for trying things i'm not so um even with esther gray but i think i have some poetic concerns with esther gray that i don't have at all with cupcake duct tape sometimes there's that difference okay because there there can be an element of when you have a side project and it's framed as kind of punk Mm. or fun there is an inherent sense of indifference imparted like I, I don't care about this thing as much who cares yeah we're just gonna like if someone's you know with one of your bands that's like our slogan right who cares yeah. well yeah. like if one if your <laughs> band showed up Alana 
and the sound people said, oh, like we're having issues. Like, I don't know if you'll have a monitor mix or something. You'd probably be like, oh, that's not good. That's a terrible situation. I have a feeling if that happened to du- Cupcake Duct Tape, you'd be like, whatever, we don't care. Is that right? Am I, there's this sort of laissez-faire attitude towards this thing? I think somewhat, but it, I, I've actually been surprised. I think in the beginning that was the attitude I had with it, but it's like we've only been playing for almost a year, but we've played quite like quite a lot of shows so far with Cupcake. Yeah. Um, and we've had shows where the sound was off, and it really took away from being able to be like that who cares attitude on stage. Because it's distracting. Right. Like really, I think we're a band that is meant to play in a small room. So when we've had some big rooms, it feels like there's a huge sort of disconnect. It's hard to, Mm -hmm. to get the, the feeling like that we like of just being in the, the tiniest little studio to play. That's, yeah. It does sound like you've evolved into having real ownership over the situation. (laughs) I mean, I, I, forgive me if I'm wrong. This might have never been the case. You may have always cared deeply about it, but the sense is like, like I said, no, like you no, said. I think you're right. I mm-hmm. think you're you're onto something. Okay, I figured I might be, Alana, because you have emerged as the as uh, in a different form here. Mm-hmm. Have people expressed surprise? People who know your music or know you personally, because let's be honest, you are somewhat um, quiet. Mm-hmm. Generally, I think you have a nice laugh. Okay. And, uh, you know, a warmth to you and all that. But I think of you as kind of quiet. Mm-hmm. And now this is a very assertive posture you've had to take on for this band. Have you heard from people who are like, whoa, I didn't know you could do that? Um, I think I I was a little nervous to show, yeah, this different side. Because I'm, I'm more, yeah, I guess I'm more of like a listener, listener and I take things in. But... I was really excited to like show this other side with Steph because this is what I'm like when we're together and practicing and I like to be silly. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. I think people were sub- a little maybe... I At our very first show, I saw a lot of smiling and kind of laughter, but I think I was smiling too because I wasn't sure whether to to take myself seriously in this new like louder role or or what so i'm more comfortable with it now and i and i'm and i'm like excited to have it i get the impression steph from what you said earlier about shaking her out of her a comfort zone that you knew this was within elena this, oh yeah this of course <laughs> yeah and you wanted what compelled you to want to draw this out in a in a public forum because it's very that's very revealing right mm-hmm. if you present yourself as rather serious or whatever generally and then you basically reveal a whole other side to your personality hmm. i mean what are you up to steph yates what are you up to here well, drawing elena out like this it was it's like comes from it was like an aesthetic choice but also i don't know a lot more like we just we just we wanted to sort of get in people's faces mm-hmm. we just um this band is been like so healthy it's like such a healthy band this is like this um we've created this amazing expressive outlet for ourselves where you know I've been playing drums for a little while but I'm known I guess for you know doing very simple things well and you know keeping a steady tempo and it's all these low slow things and Mm -hmm. and I wanted to push myself a little so 
playing drums a little faster and like, you know, running off the rails a bit and giving ourselves permission to, you know, get frayed around the edges and not be perfect. And it's hard. Like I, I find like yelling hard. Yeah. And sure. so I, you know, I'm working on that a little bit too, but Alana, um, it was when we were recording champagne birthday mm-hmm. and I, yeah, we did a take, and Alana had she, and she sounds so beautiful. And I thought that's not what we want, <laughs> right? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> like, don't sing <laughs> like that. Sing like you're a, a kid, like a brat, and does you're it, angry. <laughs> does it feel in this band that you need to downgrade your skill set on some level as a singer? I guess I'm so used to like singing kind of quietly right into a microphone. So I'm learning to stand back and yell. Just be more aggressive. Mm. But um, it's not, I don't know if it's downgrading. It's just like choosing to have a different voice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But you've honed this very like, it's a kind of a classic, I don't know how, how you describe it. It's like a soulful classic voice. Yeah. That people would be familiar with if they follow, uh, I guess a certain jazz artist or folk artist, right? Yeah. And now you've got this, which is great. I mean, this is this is what life's about, really, isn't it? Yeah. Cupcake duct tape, like this whole idea of like plurality and being open to other sounds and ideas. Mm-hmm. I think, like maybe a bit off topic, but also I really like the idea of exploring, like, kind of owning being whatever our version of like girly and hmm. bratty was for me at hmm. least like that's what kind of sparkle punk was too because i often kind of i'm not sure sometimes how i want to present myself with my other stuff um that's good. a good <clears throat> thing to, that's a good point like yeah cupcake duct tape uh, so sometimes the idea of like um being really girly is in opposition to being tough you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we sort of are smashing those things together. And so it can be really badass, but it can be kind of, it can be kind of girly too. Like some of the things we're, we're, we're writing about and owning, you know. We've talked a little bit about uh, going to someone's house and puking right. uh, on their house, uh, which I think, and there's a few other uh, readily available examples of the toughness. Right. We've kind of talked a little bit about the toughness and your aggression in, as mm-hmm. a singer in this band. Can you expand upon the girly stuff? Where what kind of girly stuff or or Well, do you think cupcakes are like maybe a little like a little girly? No. No, okay. I can't think that um, because I love cupcakes. What and about, I'm a man. Okay, what about just like um what about in unique New York sort of like you know, I'm going to wear my bikini, I'm going to um, on the beach and the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and get over it is kind of like our you know right, like, the song get over it. Get over it is kind of like if even if you think my songs suck or what I'm writing about sucks like or what I'm wearing is different like kind of get over it um now are you ad- what kind of who are you thinking of when you address these issues though are you because sometimes when you're trying to um convey aspects of your own background whatever your cultural background is your gender whatever it might be you might be trying to maybe even subconsciously address people who don't seem to get it or have misperceptions about it 
and in this case, maybe it's men. I don't know. I don't know. You if, mean like with the song "Get Over It"? No, no. Generally, oh, if general. you're saying that you wanted to smash these things mm. together, this toughness and this girliness, are you trying to convey or open a particular person's eyes? Not a particular person by name, but a particular kind of person that you've encountered? Because you mentioned that we were talking about um, whose hair, and that you've this is in a way you've tried to capture the experience of serving someone who's ungrateful mm. or or the experience you've had in your own, you know, just an, an interaction with someone in the service industry at a restaurant. That's basically what we, we kind of decided, right? We decided that's what the song is about. <laughs> yeah, sure. So you've, you've highlighted a particular circumstance. I'm just curious if there's other stuff in, going on in the songs currently where you feel like there's some messaging. Because you say, like, you were conscious about how, Alana was saying, you were a little conscious of how you wanted to present yourself when you're Alana Gurr. So I guess what I'm getting at in a really roundabout way is, is there something empowering? Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. About being in this band, and is it a way of also opening a certain type of perspective up? Like if someone has a very narrow field mm -hmm. of how women uh, are meant to be active in the music industry or whatever like mm. is that something is that going on a little bit for me it's yeah it's a response to that but um it's very uh it's focused it's sort of internally focused too like we internalize a lot of the things that are happening outside of us and so for me it's even uh like addressing myself and saying like uh own this you know yeah. um yeah. what about you do you yeah I, f I feel like it's two-sided and that's probably the biggest point for me is that like before I wasn't sure like I can't count the times where I've walked into a bar to play a show and I've been asked if I was like the girlfriend or the manager because of the way I look or like what I was like if I'm just wearing a dress or something because you're a woman yeah frankly and I so then I chose to kind of like not play that up as much as silly as it sounds but then with Cupcake it was more like I could be both at the same time it was kind of yeah more for 
mm. for ourselves. I right. think I just wanted to be like, I really do like that part about myself, and I think it it can still be tough and. Yeah, you don't to have to like cancel it. out the feminine in yeah. order to be taken seriously. We can do whatever we want. Mm-hmm. We're making the rules. Even though we're still being silly, mm-hmm. it's a bit of that. <laughs> you feel like there's a probably a sociopolitical undercurrent to the who cares aesthetic and the sparkle punk. Yeah, movie. yeah. There's a silliness, but you there's a subversive message. Yes. Okay, that's good. Thanks. That was what I picked up on. Okay, But that's I was good. trying to tease it out yeah. a little bit. Do you have particular uh, role models that you'd share as as bands or influences? Because it's a it's a weird sound. Mm-hmm. It's familiar to me, but it's certainly your you've come very quickly. You've come up with your own sound, I think. But is the, does it stem from something uh, in particular? Like, do you talk about music together, guys? We don't really. No. Um, I around the time we started this project. I was listening to The Slits quite a bit. Um, I think we probably take cues from a lot of places. Do you have a place that you you draw from? To be honest, not really. Um, yeah. Not with this. Yeah. Yeah. It's just been more of like an exploration of... <laughs> yeah. Well, when you write together, I mean, you're on, you're on bass and you're on drums. Do the riffs come just like... You, we mentioned that it's sort of bathroom break music yeah. or that it started that way when Scott was away. And I assume you just were like, bah, 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 bah. And then you join in kind of thing. And then by the sounds of it, like it does, when I look at the listings and the times, yeah, we, we it's like a minute, two minutes. Like they're very short songs, which is great. That's a nice economical thing. But where do you suppose these riffs and ideas are coming from? Do you have a sense of that? Are you starting them mostly, Elena, because mm-hmm. you're on the bass? No, it's normally like, well, for for the Get Over It EP, we we had a deadline, so we knew we wanted to, um, and we had a deadline with a show, and it was it was our first show. First show. Oh. And we're like, we've got to play this first show, and we've got to have an EP, and we've got a month, <laughs> so let's write eight songs. And I think we just went one by one, and we're like, okay, what do we want to write a song about with this one? And normally, Steph starts a beat, and then I just pick a spot on the bass and, and, and there's a lot of back and forth and we're like okay what's working what's not working and yeah. oh like yeah we workshop the lyrics and we workshop everything it's all just we're kind of okay it's like this puzzle we're doing yeah. together okay yeah i want to ask about because you guys are based in guelph and i know you're very active in the community in various ways particularly the arts community what did uh, did you feel like I've felt for some time, and it's changing, that Guelph has been missing a band like yours. Hmm. Louder bands, in fact. We often will say, like, who are the bands right now? Because it goes in cycles. We are a transient university, mm-hmm. college town, whatever you want to call it. And so did you feel like no one's doing this kind of thing? I mean, we've talked about your own personal, you know, where you came from to make this band. But did you ever feel like we need this, this town needs a band that is fun and loud? and kind of a punk band did you feel like there was a void that you needed to fill i felt more like the void was in us like it felt more like a personal thing not that we were like assessing the landscape and seeing (laughs) where there was a space that needed to be filled that's a good way of undercutting my question (laughs) because of course who does that but i mean there sometimes things emerge Mm, out of gaps right like if everyone was just playing laptop electronic music someone like you might be like yeah i want to do something different yeah 
but certainly like there hasn't been a great uh female led oh wait i shouldn't say that i'm trying to think of the last time there was a loud female led band I don't know. If, hmm. I, well, you, Esther I guess Gray Esther Gray. is not so quiet anymore. No, yeah. Esther Gray is one yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's that's true. You already are coming from that place. Okay. And Bonnie Trash has been playing. Right. Bonnie is, Trash. Um, yeah. Emma and Sarah. Yeah. But they're kind of new with that project. Yeah. Okay. So there wasn't uh, necessarily... Uh, Actually, since 2013. I just listened to a podcast oh. where they're interviewed yesterday, so that they've been around since 2013. Oh, okay. Yeah. I uh, I just wonder if you can talk about how the, the 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 current cultural landscape in Guelph and your involvement in it, how has that impacted you as musicians here? Is there a way for you to articulate that? I mean, Steph, I know you've been on the show before. We've talked about this a little mm. bit before. How is this town feeling for you right now in terms of its arts and culture? Do you have a, a take on that? Guelph has just eaten us up. They just They just have been... Yeah, we've had a a great response. Uh, yeah. It was kind of the band was sort of a dream and sort of a joke, and then we got booked for a show, and then we actually had to write all the songs. And so you know, Brad coming along and and he can be kind of pushy in a really endearing way. Brad where, McInerney, yeah, where yeah. he's like, oh, it would just be so great. It would just be so great. And he's kind of, you know. Yeah, he and, does that to me too. And he doesn't even he does. really know that it, the band doesn't exist yet. And we're like, okay, okay, we'll, we'll yeah. do it. We'll do it. And then, uh, you know, so even, you know, having a deadline to work towards and a, a goal. And, um, yeah, it felt really it felt really good. And it felt good to, to make something really quickly. And, mm-hmm. um and we needed our, our community to sort of prompt us to do that. And right. I don't know that we needed it, but but our community prompted us to do that. No, no, it, I think what you're saying, yeah. I mean, you're, we're joking about it, but I think one of Brad's roles, or people like Brad in yeah. the community, that's their role. Yeah. It's like, hey, you're on to something. Let's, you should play this show. That's his way of, it might seem, in the wrong hands, that can be self-serving. Like, I need a band to play a show. Mm-hmm. And it'd be great if they were women or minorities or something you know sometimes that happens and Mm -hmm. you have to be wary of that sort of tokenistic whatever that's not what that was Mm -hmm. i think someone like brad will say hey you're you got something here you guys should maybe think about playing a show and then that sets you on this path right Mm -hmm. right and alana what about you like you you've played in different bands over the years is lowland still a thing lowlands are a thing i'm not singing in it anymore okay um yeah they were like working on an album right now okay um, and you, your role in that band was because they uh, we did a did we did we play a couple shows together? We played a show together in yeah. Hamilton, and you yeah they backed you up, and then they played their set. There seemed to be a real camaraderie among those crew, those kids. Yeah, we've all been friends for a long time, and um, kind of started our bands around the same time. So it was the same group of people in each band. We just basically changed the lead singer. Right, <laughs> but it's. We still play a lot of shows together, but it's definitely separated and become their two own kind of entities. Um, but I, yeah, Guelph has been a pretty, like, however, you know, set in my own way I feel, it's been a very welcoming place. I think everyone's really excited to have new projects in town yeah. because there's so much, there's always shows going on and um, it's ne- it's fun to see other sides of people and... Um, like, 
uh, Nicolette and the Nobodies they're playing tonight, I think, and it's Nicolette Huang, and she's this is her like first band. I don't know. Band. Yeah, I don't know Nicolette and the Nobodies at all. I know they're playing this show with Nap Eyes and Julie Doran, mm-hmm. which by the time people hear this, that show will be done. Sorry, but <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, I but, don't know this project. That's but it's like a con- like a pretty throwback country cover band and it's just it's really exciting to have like new people step out and kind of take the front role that weren't there before where are you both from uh originally where are you from Elena? i grew up in guelph oh you're from guelph yeah. oh okay hamilton hamilton mm-hmm. so you you've seen Elena, you've seen guelph evolve mm-hmm. like when did you first become aware that stuff was going on in this city like in terms of significant music or whatever um I grew up in Guelph in like grade nine. My first volunteer gig was at Hillside, so that was I started going there when I was young. Do you um, remember who was playing that year or what you saw? It or? was it was a big year for me because it was when all the arts and crafts bands were coming and um, like Broken Social Scene played and Metric. I think it's kind of all a blur a bit those years, but like. Um, that really got me into music for sure. And, um, did you have that within you before? Like, did you, did you, because you're, aren't you a piano tuner and stuff? I am, yeah. Yeah, you got like a big, and you're like very, and you know music, right? You read, do you read music? You're like a skilled <laughs> music person. Not <laughs> yeah, like Steph and I. Steph, you can't do that stuff, can you? Can you tune a piano? Uh, I can tune a fish. Ah! <laughs> I can see why you have this one around, Elena. <laughs> She's got the jokes. No, you, you've got a very deep, musical knowledge base i suppose uh but prior to that hillside had it not sparked for you this no like i took grew up taking piano lessons but that was about it and then started seeing music in my community around me and then playing in bands in high school and had a high school band and our first and only gig was at hillside one year it was like we won the band battle what was your band called um mona lisa and the whipped cream bikinis (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Mona Lisa and the whipped cream bikinis wow I really want to revisit that <laughs> you've already got you've got another song about a bikini we were talking about it earlier yeah bikinis are fun we also have a lot of songs about hot dogs which <laughs> I don't know why it keeps you have a lot of songs about hot dogs how many is a lot two two, two but I, we wrote a new song the other night I think there was a hot Sir, dog I don't think there's a hot dog in that why one. do you sing about hot dogs what is it about hot dogs I don't even like them. I don't know. They're kind of gross. Yeah. There's just something about saying the word hot, hot dog, dog in the sound. Hot dog, cupcake, duct tape. It's kind of weird food, but not food mm-hmm. things going on. Are you hungry? Are you guys just hungry a lot? Is that what's going on? Starving artists. <laughs> <laughs> and Steph, your upbringing in Hamilton uh, was good, right? Yeah. You liked it? Yeah. And do you, did you, Hamilton also has a rich cultural history. Were you kind of cognizant of it? Um, I was into music, but not involved in any kind of music scene. I would go to shows when I could, but, you know, they had to be all ages shows. And, uh, but it wasn't like a big part of the, the sort of culture I was involved in there. My dad was an artist, so I was, you know, would go to art openings and was kind of aware of that He was world. a vi- visual artist? A visual artist, okay. yeah. Um, and... Uh, it's more since I've left that things have really picked up, like on James Street North, you know, in Hamilton, the art yeah, and stuff in Hamilton. So, yeah, I I haven't gotten to know the city that much, you know, 
in regards to its music scene, right. just a little bit f- more from the outside. Right. Is there anything that you would like to see Guelph do better? Because when you mentioned the art crawl, this Hamilton art crawl, I've talked about it many times on this program. Mm-hmm. Anytime I talk to someone from Hamilton, we end up talking about that art crawl because it's really phenomenal. And, and yeah. just to bring people up to speed, it's essentially once a month they close down. It's James Street, right? Yeah. They close down a major thoroughfare in Hamilton uh, to cars, and it becomes this pedestrian walkabout. I don't think they close it down. Don't they just close it down for Super Crawl? No, they've done it for the Art Crawl. Oh, too. they do it for any or, Art Crawl? Yeah, I believe so. Oh. I mean, I've been to I've, the Super Crawl is the big music oh, thing yeah, they do maybe in the fall. You're right, yeah. But the very first time I ever went to any kind of Art Crawl, it was those. Maybe they didn't do it as much oh. anymore, but that was a thing oh, where they they, they just do. shut it down and everything oh. becomes a walkway and all the businesses yeah. are open. Yeah. All the galleries have a new show up. That's right. The galleries are all open, but all the businesses are kind of taking part and they stay up, stay open late. And it's really Mm -hmm. cool. And I can't help but feel envious of that living in Guelph because Mm -hmm. we have, we are renowned for having a really rich arts community. And obviously we all do our best, but do you, do either of you have opinions or ideas on what would make our arts community more vibrant or, because I think this might have resonance for people listening in other cities and towns, right? Do you have any thoughts on that? I think access to dirt cheap studio space would be cool recording studio space uh, all kinds all kinds okay. of studio space um and we have a uh, venue issue yeah there's not really we all of our venues are pretty makeshift music venues aren't they like they're kind of we've turned them into music venues and they're not accessible yeah it feels like there's like far like there's either really big places to play or kind of like house show spots there's no really accessible in space or in like monetary value there's even like the small places i'd want to play now you have to pay a fee to play and then you have to get a liquor license really oh like silence or something yeah Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's true yeah i don't know what's why can't we do that we're like a renowned arts town like Mm -hmm. world renowned Mm -hmm. we have what six seven world-class festivals Mm-hmm. There's a jam fest. Oh, that's in Forest. <laughs> there's all these festivals popping up, but we were like, there's always pretty much been five or six great festivals in this town, and yet we don't seem to have a really great arts infrastructure. It just happens by the sh- force of sheer force of will, mm. by people who get burnt out because they've got to pay all these fees and rent all these spaces. So, doesn't that seem weird? I'm sorry. Now I'm up on a soapbox here, <laughs> but I figured you would be impacted by this as well. Um, I like. Yeah, for example, with the e-bar now, it's a great space, but you can only play there if you have a promoter booking the show for you because they don't want to take the risk of getting out-of-town bands, not making enough money, which makes sense, but... Business sense. It makes business sense, Business yeah. sense. For us, it's easy enough because we're, we've been in the community, we've been playing, and we can figure that out, but a lot of out-of-town people coming here, they ask, where should I play, and I'm not sure... I know, I'm the where same. ...where to direct them, and I think... Yeah, I think the space is a big part of mm-hmm. having that would mean a lot better things for the town. Yeah. Is there any way you two can fix this in Cupcake Duct Tape? Um, maybe after we go to Aruba. Mm-hmm. You're going to Aruba? Working on it. For a tour? We made a pact oh. one late night driving home from a show that if we ever make $1,300 you know, at one show that we're gonna go together to Aruba on all inclusive. Once we've that's how much it costs. 
No, we don't know. We think that's the that's magic just, number. We just made that up, made up that number. But once we have that taken care of, then I think, I think we could, you know, take care of these problems. Yeah, because we'll have some thinking time, some breathing room. And maybe we'll have access to like more money, you know, like mm-hmm. once once those kind once that kind of money starts coming in, I think. I'm just I'm just know, trying to wrap my head around this business plan. You're gonna try to make thirteen hundred dollars in one shot. Yeah. Blow it all on a trip to Aruba. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then somehow come back with the seed money that you've already sort of spent. No, no. I just mean it will. More money will come after that. Because, money will be there. Oh, because yeah. people will be like, "Oh my God, they went to Aruba. Mm. They must be worth ten thousand dollars a show." Ten thousand is the number we yeah. are. Yeah, we're after. What do you want? Do you want to play bigger shows? You you mentioned earlier that you prefer playing smaller shows. Do you want to be big? Do you want people to like your band? Huh? Do you? What's yeah. your deal? Yeah. Oh god. What if it gets serious? This interview took a turn. Well, I know. It got very pointed at the end. Um I I don't know. We it's we're kind of we were surprised that it just sort of snowballed to where it is now where we're you know, we've played some really interesting shows and and you know, independent festivals and um after we played our first show, we just kept getting asked to play more and more and we we were very no, I don't know. I was I don't know that I was surprised, but I hadn't really thought about it that it would then, you know, it just sort of has a life of its own. Yeah. It, it, that's sometimes the thing too. The thing you start or do as sort of a joke almost becomes the thing that often you have a thing. Oh, this is my experience. I'll have a thing that I treat very seriously and I want I'm hoping it resonates with people and then it does or it doesn't a little bit and then I'll just do a thing completely tossed off like yeah. something I don't really care about it's just for fun and then I don't know what it is that thing resonates this just happened to me with a couple of articles that I wrote for two outlets and one of them was like a very earnest book review for a national newspaper and the other was just a stupid review of a TV broadcast uh, for a Toronto magazine that I thought would just die a death and now it's the most shared thing I think I've done in years and I don't mm-hmm. get it Mm-hmm. And then that's just a weird part of life, isn't it? You don't know what is going to resonate. Yeah. So, but people like fun. So, yes. So fun. Fun trumps all, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It's hard to. I thought people like serious stuff now, though. Oh. Uh, According I don't know. to my Facebook feed, it's nothing but like Bernie Sanders was right. Right. And, okay. Which is fine. He he was. Uh, he is. <laughs> but uh, I just think that's funny. It's it's very anyway. It is a thing. You've got this EP. Uh, thus far, and you mentioned you write songs quickly. What's what's sort of next for Cupcake Duct Tape? Do you have plans to make a, a full record or anything like that? We have another. We already have the name for our next EP. We want to make. I think. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to share that on the show? Uh, an exclusive uh, reveal. Too bad, so sad. Hire a lawyer. Too bad, so sad. Hire a lawyer. Wow, so cold. <laughs> There's such such a frozen heart that you guys have on some level. Too bad, too sad, hire a lawyer. Wow. What is the inspiration for that title? It's, it's something my aunt says. <laughs> just all the time? Yeah. And you, and she also says, get over it. Oh, you're just quoting your aunt. Your fa- families are funny. Family is important. 
Yeah. And we liked her attitude. Was yeah. there a specific instance that prompted her to say this out loud? Or She says it all the time. You know, she's always, you know, she feels she has to fend off the, the comments of the whole, the family. It's, you know, it gets really rowdy at, at get-togethers. Do people take her up on it? Has she ever been sued? Uh, there have been some... <laughs> <laughs> She's a, a school principal. Oh, so, the, so she has probably faced some she's stuff. She's probably faced some stuff oh, in okay. that, you know, just as a as the, the head of a school, you know, there's sometimes <laughs> some messes. So that's a thing that someone was like, maybe I will. <laughs> yeah. And then they did. That's hilarious. Well, okay. And is there, that's a title. That's great. Mm-hmm. Good work on that. Is there uh, anything recorded? Is there stuff you're working on? Uh, a few new songs, but uh, not yet recorded. We'll probably do it all in one, like, concentrated uh, mm-hmm. a handful of days. The last one we just released on tape and online, so I think we were thinking something similar for the next one. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, Little Room Labs mm-hmm. was where you made the last one, and it's is it technically the label? Yeah, it's kind of, there's it's a, st- a studio and a, a label. Can yeah. you tell us briefly about Little Room Labs? Um, Little Room Labs is uh, it that's the name we gave our home studio, Tyson and I. Um, so we've recorded a lot of our bands and a lot of our friends' bands there. And um, Nathan Campanero had the idea a few years ago of like, well, you know, if we're like all doing this stuff on our own anyway, why don't we? Why don't we make it sort of a label? So it functions as more of a collective. Like everyone's just right. kind of doing their own it's a diy label basically with with some of our friends so so you might likely return to your living room or wherever uh your home to make the record yeah the studio the studio right is it a separate room yeah okay nice all right good all right well uh for more information about cupcake duct tape uh visit littleroomlabs.ca and uh, as far as i know you just have the one how many shows do you have lined up right now you've got kazoo fest yeah we've got some summer plans too which we've got to sort out. Oh, you haven't figured it out yet? We've got, we have s- a couple things sorted and we've got s- yeah, some. We're allowed to, like, yeah, we've got some planning to do. You're yeah. not allowed to say? I don't know. We, we better not. Okay. Yeah. Festivals or something? Yeah. Great. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and where can people get, follow you in the world, uh, on the online world, not in real life? I don't want people <laughs> just following you randomly. Is there is there some place people can go? Because you have a band camp page, I know. I think just our, we don't have too much online, but our Facebook page will always have our shows, I guess. So yeah. just Cupcake Duct Tape on Facebook? Yes. Sure. Okay, that's good. Now, is there a song from uh, the EP or anything else, really? Is there a song we can go to uh, that you guys can pick? Mm-hmm. What do you want to do? Do you have something exciting and new? No. Oh! <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, like, I like getting that stuff. That's fun. Yeah. But you've got uh, songs from the EP. We do. Um, I we could do we could do Champagne Birthday. Champagne Birthday. Yeah. That's kind of like a very popular song for you guys. Oh. I hear it on C for you all the time. Oh, do you? Yeah. Nice. Oh, so would you? No. We choose a less no, popular. No, one? no, 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 no. Well, we did talk a lot about yeah, whose hair. We did. Whose hair would be fun? Yeah. That's only like a minute, isn't it? It's like thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. Mm, is that one a or little longer? Recipe? recipe for disaster is thirty. I think whose hair is like fifty-six seconds. What yeah. about unique New York? That's a, fine. Sure. Okay. Let's go with that. Let's do it. Is there anything you want to tell us about that song? Either of you? 
It's a tongue twister. Unique New York? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, she sells seashells by the seashore. Yeah, you throw that in there. Yeah. yeah is, that, is that something you should be worried about in terms of copyright? Too bad, so sad, call it higher lawyer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> is that something you should, is that public domain? Uh, that is a great question. I don't know who wrote hire, that. Hire a lawyer. Actually, it feels like it belongs to the people. Mm-hmm. The mermaid people. The beach. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. This is a Unique New York by Cupcake Duct Tape. Thank you, Alana and Steph, for being on this program. Thanks, and Alana. for soldiering on despite mm. your chest cold, Steph. Thanks, you, You've Beach. done a wonderful thing. Thank you. Thank you, Alana. Thank you. By Cupcake Duct Tape. Thanks to Steph and Alana for being on the program. I We didn't talk about this, but Steph and Alana were involved in Girls Rock Camp Guelph. And I felt bad that I forgot to ask about it. And they, Steph was like, I can't believe I forgot to mention it. So I just want to tell you very briefly that Steph and Alana, along with uh, a woman named Sarah and a woman named Emma Bertolin Vetter, they are of the band Bonnie Trash that we were talking about on the episode. So yeah, they ran Guelph's first session of Girls Rock Camp this past March break, and they got support from the Guelph Neighborhood Support Coalition and Kazoo Fest, and they plan to keep doing this uh, over the next few months, whenever they can do it. Girls Rock Camp Guelph is a week-long day camp open to girls and gender non-conforming youth aged 8 to 14, where the campers form a band, develop their musical skills, write songs together, and then they perform loudly and proudly at a rock show at the end of that week. And if you have any inquiries, if that sounds interesting to you, 
Uh, you can email them at girlsrockguelph at gmail.com, and they'll get back to you. So I wanted to mention that for you. Now, du- uh, Cupcake Duct Tape, great band. And go to Kazoo Fest. Go see them. Go see everyone. Kazoo Fest, if you can get to Guelph, it's looking like a very good lineup this year. So I'm going uh, right now. As After I finish talking to you, I'm going to head to a show right now. So that's my plan. Maybe I'll see you there. If you want to listen to Creative Control with Vishkana, you can do so on iTunes, audioboom.com, vishkana.com. Go to patreon.com and make a flexible monthly donation to Creative Control with Vishkana. We would appreciate that. Thanks to all of you who do that already. We, uh, we are also on Facebook and Twitter, at Vish Creative. And a version of the show uh, airs every Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time on CFRU 93.3 FM in Guelph and also around the world at CFRU.ca. Just a reminder, once again, I will be in Toronto on April 8th and 9th for two separate live tapings. On April 8th, I'll be at the Transac as part of Spur Festival doing the Long Night with Vish Khanna talk show. On April 9th, I will be at the Drake Underground, a presentation of the Corporation of Massey Hall, and that is happening uh, at the Drake, uh, just a, like a kind of a panel interview thing with Pia Chattopadhyay and Nathan Moore at the Drake. Both events start at 8 p.m. They're both in Toronto. Uh, I talked about them at the top of the show. I hope you'll come out, and I hope I'll see you there. And if we don't know each other, come say hi. Uh, I'd like to. I'd like to say hello. What the heck? All right, that's the show. Thank you. I'll be back next week. Hopefully you'll be back next week. Talk to you soon. Bye for now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.